0: Welcome back, inebriate. Uh, this is Andy. I feel so rusty. I haven't recorded in ages um, with the holidays, but um, we're back, and it's a new year, and it's already starting off as a crazy one. Um, and we're here with Crystal King, uh, singer songwriter, uh, has a new song. Is it officially out? Is it coming out? Because it had a release yeah. of January, but not a date.
1: January twenty sixth. So
0: then the, the- yep. Yeah. Cool um so as i was talking before we can't add it to the podcast episode because (laughs) this podcast will come out in like three or four days so yes um (laughs) but uh welcome to the show man like um we we get a lot of musicians but we don't get a lot of country musicians oh i don't know why that is
1: i know i know i love country music are you a country music fan
0: uh, <laughs> oh, my heart. Uh. <laughs> uh,
1: well,
0: uh, my musical. Space,
1: but- oh, yeah, no. I know
0: you are rocking the 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 cowboy hat. <laughs> um, and I am very much like this is totally off topic, which is normal. But I've been watching these guys on TikTok make like these custom hats, and that they, they like weather them and add all these cool things to them. I'm like, I kind of <laughs> like, want to be a hat person. You feel as happy cowboy. Can I yeah, be a well,
1: cowboy? I mean, they're, they're
0: kind of like cowboy hats and bowler hats and just so mm-hmm. wide. Like,
1: yeah. I, I, well, it's I'm a very not... Americana look like. Yeah.
0: And yeah. are you in a, like, I can probably count on one finger. The number of people I see in massachusetts they wear a cowboy hat on the regular um do you i mean where are you located are you in nashville is that
1: i'm in nashville yeah okay
0: so it must be commonplace down there
1: yeah yeah i mean it's not it's not super often that you see people in hats but occasionally definitely more so than probably other places other than texas
0: yeah um (laughs) so i do i my music tastes are eclectic they're kind of all over the road um i think the most country i go is probably johnny cash okay but okay. i feel like he kind of any pandora channel you put on i think eventually goes to johnny cash for some reason uh so make me country fan like what what am i missing
1: yeah. oh god <laughs> well so i grew up in the 90s and mm-hmm. so you know that um alan jackson dixie chicks that that kind of honky-tonk sound was what I, I loved, which I know is is a bit much for, for some folks. Um, but I also love just like the storytelling. And actually, you know, even if you're not a country fan, I think the new song that I'm putting out is one that's kind of can be cross genre. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it's it's definitely a dark country song. So if you like more like Johnny Cash storytelling,
0: mm-hmm. kind
1: of dark vibes, then this, this song's for you, so.
0: You, yeah, you a, grew up a, in the 90s? Is that right?
1: I did.
0: Wow. Good for you. I would have never have guessed that. You look great. Um,
1: I <laughs> also grew up in
0: the 90s. I do not look so great. Um, my birthday was literally two days ago. and I'm kind of struggling with it. But, Happy um, birthday. Thank you. Um, but I am. So it's weird. I am a fan of Irish music.
1: And mm, every exactly. once in a
0: while, I'm like, this is very much not far from country music
1: okay yeah you know, yeah
0: the, they I have banjos that. and and mm-hmm. violins or fiddles or you know wh- wh- however you would like to refer to them um yeah. do you think there's like because i don't think of irish music as a direct connection to country music like how, do you think there is that connection or am i just kind of seeing
1: things? no i think and I think, you know, country's kind of a really blended genre. Like if you look back in, into the roots, that's it's I don't know the whole history, but I, I do remember even watching this documentary talking about how, you know, hip hop has kind of made its way into country music, you know, with mm-hmm. Morgan Fallin and with the. I think it was talking about Old Town Road um, <laughs> with Little Nas. And it was, you know, it was saying like, oh, it's kind of not people seem so shocked that, hip-hop and country are, are coming together, but they're like, it's inevitable that it happens because both are rooted in like storytelling and telling your truth and mm-hmm. like talking about real life. Um, and even, yeah, some of the instrumental background is is true too. And I mean, um, banjo is known in, what was it? I feel like it was like even in like jazz at some point. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely crossed over into a lot of genres and these days you know what are what our genres because they, they all oh, the, there
0: is yeah it, it is, everything is just blended um yeah but you made me actually forget of, of some a band that i do enjoy and i kind of i always think of them as a hip-hop first band as um <laughs> gangster grass
1: okay and okay. they
0: they're you know a bluegrass band with mcs and um uh, so- you know, you, you, you brought up uh, Old Town Road, and I'm a fan of the <laughs> song, but I don't like Little Naz. Is it Billy Billy Ray Cyrus that did that? With yeah. Her? I don't like that version.
1: <laughs> I don't like the but.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, there's a Canadian band called Walk Off the Earth. Okay. And they do a version of it that is amazing.
1: Okay, I'll have to check. What's it called? Or what uh, are they called?
0: The- Walk Off the Earth
1: walk off I'm writing it down
0: so uh, it's I think there's four of them and they're sitting around like a a luggage and they have like jars of picks and all these little things and um, like the the hand bells that you see like around Christmas time (laughs) oh wow and it is the (laughs) most elaborate video and there I'll I'll uh, send you a link in in, uh, on Instagram
1: you were talking about Irish music. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's. I think they're a Scottish band, but they're one of my friends' favorites. Um, are you familiar with like Albannach or?
0: Albannach, no.
1: I may have pronounced it wrong, but I think they're mostly instrumental. But if you like that style,
0: I'll have to check that oh. out. Yeah, this is one of this is why I do the podcast. It's just to find out about new music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> um, so you, you're. I was. Um. It's house fires. The song. And uh, you were nice enough to send it to me. And it is, I don't, it's not bluegrassy. I would say it's a little more like pop country. If that, I hope that's not insulting.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, it's, not. Um, it's okay. not. I don't usually consider myself pop country, but it definitely has kind of that catchy chorus. It's very thing. catchy. Yeah, um, yeah. I usually equate it to kind of Sugarland esque. Okay. Um, actually, the comparison I make, like it's not, pop country as in like sam hunt or you know it's not grow country or got backbeats or snap tracks yeah um but it is kind of poppy in the fact of like just that that catchy um hook thing and then you know a lot of those harmonies it's very thick on harmonies in the chorus which is a very like sugarland-esque esque thing um so yeah so i i consider it kind of like it's it's country but it's got some pop elements that also mm-hmm. has some like Rock roots sounds too, but it's it, it, it's Giblin. So
0: did you kind of have that in in mind when you're writing it, or like you're like this is the direction I want to go in, or did it kind of more evolve? Like that's just how the song wanted to be.
1: Yeah, I think it was a mix of both. Um, I think I wanted it to kind of have this this, um, not blues, but like kind of just that raw blues esque. Mm-hmm to it. Um, Americana Vibe. Um, but I, I still, while well, I am a country artist, so I want to keep it commercial enough for radio if sure. they should want to play it. Um, but the, the process for recording was really untraditional. I didn't hire a producer or anything. Um, so I just hired some musicians and we went to a, a student studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, there was a producer there, but it was less about producing my music and more about him guiding the students to get me a good recording. Oh, interesting. Um, So we, we went in, recorded the, the basic tracks and then I met with a mixer afterwards and me and him would kind of like piece together what we liked and then be like, okay, trash that we're going to have somebody redo this. Um, so we had different instrumentalists and people come in to redo parts and kind of hodgepodged it together mm-hmm. um so definitely use the feedback of some producers, but I didn't have somebody like produce it from the get-go um so the songs just kind of came what they became um which was cool actually. I think like in my future projects I'm actually a little nervous because I'm like I don't like I want a producer because I want to f- have you know, that, that guide from the get go. But at the same time, it was really cool how authentically things just kind of came together and fell into place. And, and when I got done, it felt right. Like it wasn't like, I, I wasn't second guessing it and being like, Oh man. And I just don't know if I can find a producer that can replicate that, that process, you know? So it was, it was cool, but it was, it came out how I wanted it, but different than I probably had pictured it from the get go.
0: Yeah. I kind of love doing stuff like that we where you have a vague idea and (laughs) and then it just kind of like becomes its thing because i feel like when you have such a rigid idea one you never feel like you hit it you know we're creative people we're never happy with what we've done and Mm -hmm. um you know it, it just never has that you know when when you have a very loose plan you pick up things along the way that you never expect mm-hmm. and
1: yeah work, exactly working with
0: students i i could see being a real <laughs> challenge but also interesting like that
1: yeah awesome. yeah it was cool it, it provided me with free studio time so that's how yeah. that came about um and i'm i'll do anything to save a dollar so um <laughs> yeah so i just picked my musicians and it was um it was just kind of cool seeing how their ideas would bounce off of each other. So instead of it being like the producer's vision and then the instrumentalist trying to, to fill that in, it was kind of just a very collaborative process. Like the guy I hired for keys would throw in some ideas and be like, how about this? And I would be like, let's just throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Um, You know, and he would come up with different ideas for harmonies and, we used about five different guitar players for the entire project. <laughs> um, so we, we got a taste of a little bit of everybody. The, the acoustic guitar player used to play for Crystal Gale. So he's definitely got more of that like honky tonk. Mm -hmm. old school vibe um but then the steel player i use he does a lot of like almost like electronic steel i don't know what they're called but it's like a lap steel and he does a lot of experimental sounds with that so that kind of added in this other just i call him like he plays the weird stuff he's not afraid (laughs) to to try something um yeah and so it was fun because it definitely didn't come out cookie cutter um So it may not have been as commercial as if I'd hired a producer, but it definitely was a unique sound. And I was appreciative of that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, So you're located in Nashville and, you know, I mean, it's a mecca of music, especially country music. And I have a lot of friends um, or a few friends, I should say, that have spent time down there either, you know, to um, work on their music career or whatnot. Yeah. Um, is it easier because it, to 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 have a music career because it is such a musical town, or is it more challenging? Like, is it one of those more challenging because everyone's trying to get in there? Or like, how, how what is that like experience? Like? It's both.
1: It's yeah. both. It's kind of a blessing and a curse. Um, I think it's definitely. It was definitely good for me when I moved here because it just kind of got like the fire lit under my butt. Because mm-hmm. um, when you're surrounded with people that are all doing the same thing, um, it, it forces you to to get better, and you learn, and you grow, and you collaborate with them. Um, but you also know you kind of have to you have to work your butt off, otherwise, like the next person in line's ready to go. So yep. if you're not ready, they will be. Um, so it kind of forced me to just like jump in and and go and do it. Um, where I think whenever I was living outside of town, I just didn't really know how to get started and didn't know how to just get up and go and jump into the music world. Mm -hmm. Um, It also was a great thing for community and finding the right network for me because when I lived in uh, North Carolina and I was in Charlotte, like I just couldn't find like a country music community. I I found people that played music, but their music was totally different than what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that way, it's been great. And just being surrounded by talent all the time is amazing. Um, challenging, though, yes, because everybody's fighting for gigs in town. Um, also, because there's so many musicians, pay is not as good in Nashville. So you kind of tend to make sure. more fans and more money outside of town. Um, so I found Nashville is kind of a great like home base for me for, for networking and collaborating. Um, but it's as far as like building my fan base and um, getting gigs that are paying more. And, you know, I'm, I'm not working, I'm not grinding so hard to make less money mm-hmm. um, when I go out, out of town. Um, just because, you know, when you come to Nashville, people are just so enamored by all the music. So yeah. less likely to be like, Ooh, this person, I'm going to follow them and be an avid fan. Where um, where you go to a town that doesn't get good live music very often? They're like, yes, this person, I like their music. I'm going to follow it. But in it was, Nashville, yeah. you and just have to the next bar and there's somebody else. And,
0: and, and the next time you're there, people are like, no, we have to go. Um, yeah. We weirdly are experiencing a similar thing. We run a lot of events at bars, breweries, restaurants, that sort of thing. And we're based in Plymouth. And I'm always trying to get my friends and associates to realize that we're a Plymouth-based company, not a Plymouth company, Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we do so much better when we drive an hour away because Mm -hmm. we're, you know, in Plymouth, we're like, oh, you can catch us here or, you know, in a week, you can catch us here and a week after that, you can catch us there. Like we're always in Plymouth. But, um, yeah, that's a really good point that um, sometimes it's best to kind of get out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is
1: saturated. That's all it is. It's nothing, nothing wrong with anybody. It's not people aren't out to get us or anything. It's just, there's just so many, many people. So, Mm
0: -hmm. um, but being in a community like that definitely keeps you focused. And, you know, that, that's, Mm -hmm. that's very cool. Yeah. We, we have a very musical area. I'm, I'm, I moved to Plymouth. About 11 years ago, 12 years ago. And it it is, its just a, a, a absolute lucky thing to live here. Like the music scene's great, the art scene's great, the stand-up comics, like every for whatever reason, it draws creative people to this area. And that's awesome. Um, especially like older musicians, I'm finding like kind of semi-retired, like the lead singer from the hair metal band Striper lives in town. And oh um there's a woman here who used to be like a personal assistant to led zeppelin like back in their heyday it's it's insane like every time we turn around someone's like oh yeah i used to play keyboards in yeah, ministry yeah um but you uh i believe you have a, a summer tour announced is that correct was i or was that an old uh, post that i saw
1: that might be an old post oh, okay i am um, right. <laughs> I'm still working on 2024 booking. We got some big shows coming up but still kind of working on filling out the the summer, but there definitely will be be a tour and there will definitely be plenty of stops this summer but just still kind of um gathering those up. I think the first um like bigger show is I'm playing um Panama city. It's called rendezvous. It's a, it's a parrot head event. If you're familiar at all with parrot heads. Uh, uh,
0: yes. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be a sad year for the parrot heads.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is a year. But I um, started touring a couple years ago with my friend, um, Kirstie and, um, I, I write some like dark songs, dark country, but I also like a lot of like humorous songs, mm-hmm. um, So like one of them on my albums about murdering my husband and burying him in the backyard. And, you know, just, I like to write funny, light stuff. Um, And that's hysterical. I'm sure he
0: finds it very funny. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, so she, she took me to Florida and then she got involved in the parrot head community and she was like, Oh, they'll love you. And I was like, I don't know. Like I don't really write like beachy, beachy, happy songs. But she was like, nah, trust me, you'll, you'll be fine. And she was right. And, they just kind of welcomed us with open arms, whether our songs were about the beach or not. And um, so we've started going to to some of those events. And now I'm, I'm DJing on Radio Margaritaville, which is oh, random awesome. fun.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, And it's yeah, it's just been like a whole other other war- world and other place of networking. So but they gosh, the Parrothead people are so supportive. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: It, it, it's interesting, like there's all like the parrot heads and, you know, um, up here it's jam bands. You can't yep. swing a dead cat without hitting a jam band. Um, yeah. But I, I do feel like there's less of, you know, when I was a kid, you listened to one type of music and I don't feel like people do that anymore, which is, no, is a people- great thing. And um, so I, I love that kind of that. I never would have thought of country music and Jimmy Buffett fans kind of overlapping like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I think Jimmy Buffett originally wanted to be a, a country music artist. Um, and then he just discovered that there was this whole market untapped and he was a brilliant businessman. So he was like, you know what, actually I can kind of pave my own way here. And he opened a lot of doors for himself by just good branding. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, love him or hate him for it. That's he was successful with what he did. So, um, you know, but a lot of his, especially his older stuff, you can really hear the the country influence. And, you know, he collaborated with Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown, Alan Jackson, a lot of George Strait. So ton of kind of country artists. So it's kind of just funny. I never thought I would be in the Parrothead world, but, yeah. you know, life just kind of falls funny sometimes
0: creativity is so weird where when you find success it can be considered that you're quote-unquote selling out or like if you're a used car man and you're like oh I'm selling more Priuses than I've ever sold before no one's gonna be like oh you're a sellout I'm not gonna shop here anymore but if you're a country musician and you you know team up with a hip-hop artist or you kind of vary a little bit and you find success then like some of your true fans can kind of like Call you out, I guess, and and yeah. lose. It's, it's such a weird, you thing know. And for I kind of for
1: for me, I I think about it like okay, mainstream stuff is popular for a reason. People right. like it or it's catchy. So if if doing a song that is more on that mainstream commercial radar helps me to get my art out there, and then later be able to do more of what i like i mean you think like eric church um he put out hits and now he's kind of like his music's kind of funk kind of country kind of rock and he does kind of his own thing but he puts out a a mainstream song every every few years and he can have his fans that follow him around and dig what he does outside of that too so i mean i think there's always room to to do something that's more i guess available to the masses or that people will like. And I don't think it necessarily has to be selling out. I think for me, like selling out would be doing something that is against my like moral or moral code or the brands that I want to, to represent of who mm-hmm. I am. But I don't think like experimenting with different genres or putting out a mainstream song so that you can achieve for success is necessarily selling out.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree. And, it allows um,
1: you to put out the art that you want to later on, then
0: yeah, it, it, go for it. Yeah, it allows you to create <laughs> more art and, and right. have a job in a creative field opposed to being like, oh, I make the music exactly I want to, but I'm still a garbage <laughs> man, you know?
1: Right, I mean, and I tell new artists all the time because I hear, you know, you hear people when they move to town, they're like, I don't want to play cover gigs. And I'm like, you know what? But cover gigs do allow you to sneak in your originals. I've made yep. fans for a lot of gigs where I've played, I got their attention with three or four covers that they loved. And then I was like, Hey, but here's my song. And then they're like, Oh my, I love that. That's awesome. Let's hear more of that. And so sometimes it just allows you to get their attention.
0: And, you know, it, it's, there's so many musicians around here and, you know, they, they all, have their um music that they're working on but it is the community i live in is very much um cover bands cover bands cover bands mm-hmm. it's just what you know i i personally kind of hate it because it's like there's amazing bands here that can't even half fill a room but then there's someone who that does it and this is no shade on tom petty but we'll do like a tom petty um tribute band And they sell out weeks in advance and you're just like, Mm -hmm. you're, you're missing the point, but, um, yeah. And, and like, uh, if my friend is playing out and they'll be like, oh, does anybody have requests? If I know what their song is, I'll be like, yeah, Jeff play gravity, you know? And he'd be like, oh, okay. I'll play my song. and be like, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, that's the, I think that's the best way to do it. You know, kind of, yeah, I mean, songs in.
1: Right. I'm always about, you know, trying to squeeze in my original stuff whenever I can. Even even when I played downtown and you're technically not supposed to do originals, I would sneak them in. And I was like, as long as people aren't leaving, it shouldn't yeah. matter. Um and so um it's hard though. It it definitely sometimes is is tough, but you know, you just have to remind yourself to to pay your dues and and stay humble in that and just you know keep making your art and it's going to fall on the right ears at some point and get you to that next level so
0: is, is there a uh, a nashville standard request that the musicians are like Ugh. <laughs> I'll tell you here's wagon wheel where <laughs>
1: yeah wagon wheel i would uh, say is definitely one of them um just another one um, picture like kid rock and Cheryl crow
0: oh Okay. That one gets
1: requested a lot. Okay. Um, what else gets requested we a get, lot?
0: Um, especially for female musicians. As, um, oh, it's it's 4 non-blondes, and I can't remember the name of the song. Oh, what's of, up? Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's not. It's one of those songs where like the the name of the song isn't prominent in the song. Yeah, that.
1: I actually love singing that song. I it's don't a think great it's
0: song, but singing. like, sometimes you're like, oh, that's the fifth um, time I've heard it this week.
1: Yeah, like country roads, any sing along, really? Yeah, and, and it feels pretty big. Um, I haven't played in a, like downtown on Broadway in a while, so I haven't. I don't know what the up to date requests are there. But
0: <laughs> so you said when you play downtown that you're not supposed to play originals. Is that like an unwritten rule? Or is that kind of like a club standard? Or
1: it depends. Um, some bars will explicitly say no originals, um, and some don't say that but it's kind of just like unwritten rule like you just don't unless you you can do like one or two here or there as Hmm. long as it's kind of catchy and nobody's like leaving like you can you can definitely sneak them in and
0: yeah
1: every bar is like anti originals but there there are a few i do remember that i would get like texts and they'd be like just reminder to everybody no originals or
0: wow that's interesting
1: Except for hmm. if anybody requested it, I was like, well, I'm." they requested it, I'm gonna do an original. Yeah. There's also bars that like are explicitly like Alan Jackson bars is like just country music. So if somebody even requests like a rock song, you're not allowed to play it. Um, so it's just different rules for different bars. They are trying to get more writers rounds and original showcases down there though. I know yeah. Whiskey Jane has moved down to to Broadway. Um and there's a lot of little like riders rounds that are kind of popping up downtown too.
0: That's it's that's really interesting. Like I'm not saying it's better or worse, but here they're just definitely like, they don't care. Like as long as <laughs> if people are staying and hanging out and having drinks, whatever, they could care less what you're playing. <laughs> um, and we, and you get some really interesting covers. I, I we, <laughs> It's very popular for people to do acoustic versions of um, Snoop Dogg or, you know, um, Cranberries. You get a lot of and, like Zombie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, you hear
1: that one on Downtown a lot too.
0: Then uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Jeff Hilliard. He's kind of known as he's like the '90s grunge guy. Like he's playing '90s grunge. If you request something else, he'll probably play '90s grunge, and. You know, um, I don't know if you ever heard, have you ever heard of the band Ween?
1: I don't know them. No. Yeah.
0: They're, they're actually more popular now than I think they've ever been, but they're, they're very weird and obscure. <laughs> and there's one day, like, it's a bar that has two floors and I'm up on the top floor. I'm like, is he playing Ween? Like, what is going on? Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, I, I love bars when, people are really into the music because i feel like there's two two different experiences where people are really into it or there's just a guy playing and other people are just happen to be there you know it's Mm -hmm. so much more fun oh Uh, yeah is there a specific venue that you are looking forward to getting back to that's not in nashville
1: Ooh. uh... Um, so I did a couple festivals in my hometown this past year. I did my um, Hickory October Fest on the main stage, and that was a ton of fun. Um, so that's definitely something I'm hoping to to do again in the new year. Um, and as far as like smaller venues, too, I really love this place called Whiskey Thief in um, Kentucky. Um, so, you know, along the Bourbon Trail. Yeah. Um, but it's in uh, Frankfort, Kentucky, and it's I've played there a few times, and just every time the crowd is... They're so chill, but they're so engaged into the music, and it's it just makes it for a good time. Plus, it's a beautiful view, and you, I can drink whiskey. So, um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. I got to call yeah.
0: her. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say whiskey thief. That's a great bar name. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because they use the the thieves, the little like things to pour the whiskey into the bottle. So oh, apparently kind of like, like the big like... out of the yeah, barrels. Yeah, 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 those yeah. are called, or the process is called thieving. Oh, the no And I they yeah, so people can come in and like fill up their own bottle and all that.
0: That's cool. Uh yeah. so are you re- currently so you have the new song coming out. It, the music industry now like breaks my brain because it's not like <laughs> your album is out, it's like your song is out and your album's coming out later. Um but to kind of keep those people engaged or whatever. Uh so it's always yeah. So are you currently working on new music? I guess that's the way I should phrase that. Not a new album. Are you so, working on new music?
1: I, I am writing new music and kind of planning for the next project. Um, but I do have an album that's done and on CD. Okay. So it's available to order, but it's not on streaming platforms yet. Um, so basically, I'm I'm slowly putting out like three or four songs, and then I'll put the full thing out on streaming. So if you like my stuff, you can go to my website, order that if not, or or if you just don't want to order it yet, you can wait. And it'll eventually be on streaming platforms, but just not, not currently. Um,
0: Sounds like so much more work.
1: (laughs) Yes, I know. So, so I I did that for a reason. Um, You know, I'm an independent artist, so I don't have huge people backing me. I'm paying for everything myself or, or through my fans and, um, you know, making an album is a lot of money up front. Yeah. So <laughs> if I just put it out all at once, um, it, it's different for, for labels because they have the money to put behind all the promotion and things at once sure, Yeah, yeah. where if I just put it out now, people are going to want new music in a few months. They'll be mm-hmm. they'll be over my seven songs and ready for, for new stuff in a few months. So I'm kind of gradually putting out a single. I'm paying for the promotion of that single waiting yeah. a few months, putting out the next one. So then it's still constantly giving music um, and providing content, but it's not as expensive at the get-go and it spreads out my timeline. So I have more time to save for more recording. So it sounds more complicated, but it's actually been, it's actually been less work for me because um, I did the photo shoots, I the music's, recorded it's ready to go so i've already gotten most of the content ready for each release um i just actually have to put it on the platform and then schedule you know features like this um and people to talk to and radio stations and all that stuff but but yeah Yeah, so just i'm I'm milking it
0: (laughs) you know it's funny that's like as you're saying that i'm like yeah i feel like it is less work when i'm on the ball and i have three or four podcast episodes lined up and you know, mm-hmm. ready to go opposed to me like run around being like, I need an episode by Monday. Who wants to talk to me? Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. <laughs> singles. It, it Singles are more popular these days just because of our attention span. Yeah, You know, people just don't have a very long attention span. So whether I put out a single or a whole album, it's still one release date and they're going to consume it all and be ready for the next thing. Um, and so, yeah, this this allows me to kind of have it Ready to go, prepped. Then I can send it out once it's once it's time. Um, I think, especially Spotify, from what I've heard, like the algorithms, like it's best if you're releasing something every six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is insane. Like that's so frequent. Um, and obviously, I'm not doing it that frequently. But the the more I'm able to release and more consistently, the better for for all those fun things.
0: I mean that. I hate it. I hate it, but it's the, that's the way it is. It's like, you know, you have to post daily or, you know, at least every yeah. other day and you always have to have something going on and
1: Oh yeah. You know, and people I engage with
0: it more than out. it does better and ugh. we're
1: all still learning and kind of just hoping for the best. It's it's a bit of a bit of strategy and a bit of luck, I think. So
0: <laughs> Oh god, yeah. And then the second you're like, I think I have it it, it all changes. changes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then uh my youngest is like your TikTok is garbage. And I'm like, I know, cause I don't have the time to learn it. Um, do you, I think you contact you, well, you contact us through Instagram. Is that like your preferred, like, is that where people can go to find you? Are you doing the TikTok thing? And I know you have a YouTube so, channel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have YouTube, my website. Um, I use Facebook and Instagram pretty frequently. I have a TikTok and I, I try to use it frequently, but it doesn't always happen. Um, Cause like you said, it's just a lot more energy and a whole different style of content making. But um, I try to post it as often as I can and I don't have a Twitter. Well, I made a Twitter and now I can't figure out how to log back into it. I stopped so it,
0: using it. it. I'm like
1: floating out there somewhere.
0: We just <laughs> didn't get any, no one has ever said I found your podcast or one of your events on Twitter and I'm like, all right, so I'm wasting my time. So like, yeah, I, I'm just like, fine. We're the, you know, the accounts there yeah. and I'm sure I'll forget the, the login at some point, but I'm like, whatever. I don't, I just don't care. Oh, yeah.
1: And well, and now like Instagram has threads, which is apparently and get
0: me like, started. Much some some like of the other Twitter. days like, Oh, but you know, blah, blah, and threads and I'm like, what the hell's threads? And I don't, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um. It's yeah. It's a lot to keep up with. So. And as a musician, it's always kind of that that pull because it's like, oh, man, like I need to get it because, you know, what if this one blows up? I could be one of those people that's on that front front peg of that and I can yep. ride that train to success. But then I'm also like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of energy for things that, you know, and you want to make sure you're putting your energy into the things that matter and that are actually productive and fruitful um and so it's it's always a hard hard to balance all of that
0: yeah and like because we'll have people be like oh just hire someone to do it i'm like oh yeah sure that's
1: my money yeah
0: i i have you know the money to do that but yeah and it it's very gratifying when you're doing it yourself but it it can be that frustrating Mm mm-hmm you know yeah doing it all myself what do you want
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right um and it is funny because some people at like they'll ask you questions like they've got all the answers and you're like yeah I get that and thanks for the feedback but like there's only one of me right (laughs) um but I mean it's and it's that way from for all musicians like I think that was even something that Lainey Wilson was posting the other day that was like yeah I like I signed my record label my record deal and It was still like another year before i had a hit and still then i'm just i'm like everybody else i'm just trying to pay my bills and try to get my stuff done like you know until you get to a certain area or league of stardom everybody's on the same same boat yeah you might make more money as bigger artists but you still got to pay for more production things and more business stuff
0: (laughs) and yeah yeah it's uh you know i I had an uncle who was a doctor and um, he was kind of like, yeah, he's like, you know, it seems like it's more money, but you suddenly have to, you know, pay more insurance because you're a doctor and you have to do this and you have to kind of like, <laughs> you know, go play golf for the the business networking. And it, it's just more things that are involved when you make more mm-hmm. money. I mean, I'd right. like to have those problems, but, you know, <laughs>
1: Same, same. One day, <laughs> but, you know, that's what I get for choosing the the life of a musician. I knew from the get go; it's it's gonna be a hustle from.
0: Do you from day think? One. It, how much of it is a choice, though? I mean, to me, that's always that thing. it's like, oh yeah,
1: I I work my butt off because I'm passionate about it. So yeah, if, you know, if I didn't, I like I love working. Like I love what I do, and I mean, not all of it, not all the time, but um for the most part i I enjoy the process and love what I do so I work harder because of that there's definitely some things I do that aren't necessary necessarily necessary if that makes sense like they not yep. always priority but I because I'm passionate about my job I make it a priority because I'm like okay I need to do all the things to put my best foot forward and
0: uh me and my business partner frequently will kind of like kind of nudge one another and be like hey man uh, we're at work right now <laughs> and um, we, we uh, were hanging out with friends and we're, you know, bitching and complaining. We weren't, we're kind of bragging a little bit, I guess. But uh, we're launching a new event where we're, we're bringing like uh, monitors in and, and game systems are doing like retro video game nights. <laughs> so we had to like test everything out and make sure we had all the system, reco- you know, cords and cables and blah, blah, blah. So we sat at the office and ordered pizza and had a couple beers and played video games all afternoon. And I'm like, you know, this is technically work like we are working right now. And it's just like, yeah, that's why why I do it because I love it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I even said on the radio station, I was like, it's pretty cool. I'm like getting I'm talking and singing for a living. Like, yeah, I can I can live with that. That's fine. Um, So it's, it's fun. It's fun stuff. And there's definitely lots of experiences that I've had through the, through the job. Um, And just like when you're on the road, you try to take in as much as you, as you can. And sometimes you do random and fun things that you wouldn't get to do otherwise.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's the best.
1: Oh, go ahead.
0: What's the most random cool slash weird thing that you got to do?
1: (sighs) Hmm. So like this whole year has been um, random and cool. Um, got to ride on like the first solar panel or the only solar panel yacht in the U.S. That's so that was that was so like an electric cool. yacht. Yeah. kind oh, that's was cool. A yacht. Um, got to um, I fed some. What are the I don't know. They like I don't know some sort of giant fish that like jumps out of the water and eats the food um uh, dolphin <laughs> I Some giant fish that's cool <laughs> um let's see what else have i done i got to see like craig morgan in concert and um so you keep like, mentioning these people records. like
0: i'm supposed to know who they are oh, like, sorry. I, have, I have eric church written down too so i can look up who that is
1: <laughs> sorry i'm that's okay like yeah. i told you
0: not a country fan
1: my husband named like the other day he he was like who's this song by? And he said like three lines or like three or four words. And I, was, I knew it instantly. And he was like, he was like your, your country music, like catalog in your head's pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I was like any other style music I'm, I'm out, but country, I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's all, always crazy things. And of course you've asked me that and I can't, I'm like totally blanking right now, but, definitely lots of moments where i'm like this is my life this is happening
0: that's cool that's all those are my favorite moments where you're just like i'm on a paddle boat and the sun is setting and i'm at work like it's just it's so cool like no one else gets to do that right yeah right exactly i mean other than the guy driving the paddle boat but whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so you said you have a website if you can give our listeners uh the website address and your socials yeah. and all that stuff
1: um it's crystal with a k mm-hmm. like burgers crystalkingmusic.com is the website yeah.
0: and, and then Instagram?
1: most of my socials are crystal King Music
0: and so check out house fire comes out on january i think you said 26th. 26
1: 26
0: yeah hey i get the names and the dates right i'm telling you yes. um this was a pleasure man i'm glad you found yeah. us and thank uh, you so
1: much for having me
0: yeah when when you guys are you know launching something else in six weeks <laughs> uh no but anytime yeah. you, you got something to promote like hit us up we'll have you back on yeah. it's a lot of fun
1: We'll do the, the murder my husband song will be next. So I'll hit you up for that okay. one.
0: Uh, do we need, like, you know, is he available to prove that he's not buried in the back? Of, like, do you have a picture of him in today's him, newspaper might- or, or something? <laughs> or?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he might kind of make an appearance just to, right. just to prove. I know after this album, I like whenever I sing songs from this album, I always have to give a disclaimer. I'm like, hey, by the way. I'm, my marriage is fine. Um, <laughs> I'm happy. Life is good. Because um, I have asked, I've had people like come up and be like, "Like, are you are you okay?" Or like, "Are you and Andrew good?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, no. Every everything's great. I just really like dark songs."
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you gotta. It's nothing wrong with it. True crime no. is like the biggest thing right now. So it's huge right now. Yeah. I don't <laughs> get it, but whatever. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate
0: you. Yeah, no problem. And uh, listeners, we'll catch you guys again next week.
1: All right. Sounds great.
0: And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, If you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there, for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at AnebriArt.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at anebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk, Podcast, Old Colony Cast, inebriart, and all the other shows on the inebriart network, which you can find at Anebriart.com. So thanks again for listening.